Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. Let me introduce myself. I am someone who loves podcasting for show and tell. It is Felipe, the Brazilian Dragon himself, and I'm not alone. Today, we're talking about Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, and I am Sheen, and this man is my ultra lord. It is Mark. Hello, Marco512, if you're nasty. Mark, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good, Felipe. Can, can I be the hue? Yes, you can be the hue. What does that make me? Jimmy Goddard, the Ubla, Ubla, <laughs> Guba. Um, yeah, so today we're talking about Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius from 2001, the movie, uh, a precursor to the television series. We meet Jimmy, Cindy, Sheen, Carl, Libby, and all their friends in Retroville, including Hugh, which Mark will <laughs> tell us a little story about later. But, Mark, how are you doing first things first? I'm doing great. It is a hot one here in New York. It is mid nineties. Like the movie? But other so a little hot, a little sweaty. But I'm talking about Jimmy Neutron. So this yeah. feels like ultra nostalgic for me right now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh what is your history with Jimmy Neutron? So I remember this was during winter break, this was all the way back in two thousand one. My dad and my uncle took me and my sisters to see Jimmy Neutron. The movie. Yes. And he, I remember being like, the one thing I visibly like remember, besides like loving it, was being so sad during the scene when Jimmy is put in the dungeon and Sydney's talking to him. And I'm, I'm, I'm yelling to my, like, to my sister in the theater, like, why, why is this so sad? Yeah. And why was it so sad? Did you ever come I, to the conclusion? Have you ever broken it down? I don't may, well maybe because he was shunned by his peers. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that that's relatable. Like, uh, but Cindy gave him a pep talk. Yeah, they're and, like, hey, even though it's your fault, we kind of need you. You gotta, yeah, you gotta step it up. And then, did you follow along watching the show after the movie or no? You know what was interesting? It was just like a random Friday. I remember like we went out eating at some like chain restaurant. And then all of a sudden, I go into Nickelodeon, and it's Jimmy Neutron. But I'm like, whoa, that's not the movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a show? Yeah. So that just, like, blew my mind. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And it was actually the f- premiere, like, the very first episode. It was, like, the uh, the crazy pants, the yeah. jeans. Yeah, the ones where they all walk around. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no, so my history with Jimmy Neutron is uh, – I Jimmy Neutron was like the first Nickelodeon show I discovered. I was in Brazil and I was watching TV. Nickelodeon was probably six or seven. And uh, it was the episode where uh, Jimmy is pretends to be sick. So he makes sick patches and then they end up getting all really sick. Um, and so that was the first Jimmy Neutron memory I have. But I've seen this movie many times. I used to VHS tape any of the Jimmy Neutron specials, like specifically the one that I love remembering was the I think it's called Win Lose Kaboom is the one where they find the space yes. rock and they go in the game show. And it was that, like Survivor. And that was yeah. like, oh my God, two things I love are combining. 
Yeah, so I didn't watch the Rider at that point in life, but like, so I didn't even realize it was a parody. But Bowlby, when he gets voted off, uh, pour one out for Bowlby. Bowlby, one of the few pieces of Jimmy Neutron lore that wasn't in this movie that could have elevated it. But uh, I'm a big Bowlby Stroganovsky fan. Slap, 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 clap, clap, clap. Yes, he's the best. He's the best. Um, but yeah, so I, and then recently I've been watching some Jimmy Neutron episodes ever since we decided to podcast about this. Um, and honestly, I feel like people sleep on Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron is funny. Like He's Sheen good. and Carl and Hugh have all had me rolling on the floor multiple times. I know, like if we were talking about like like Nickelodeon in that era, and with memes, I mean, of course, number one is SpongeBob. There's yeah. so many memes, but number two, Jimmy Neutron. Oh my god. I think Jimmy Neutron is slept on. Honestly, like sometimes I feel like Jimmy Neutron has more laughs per episode than a SpongeBob episode for me, if I'm being quite honest. Um, but like Sheen specifically, just watching him, sometimes you just have to focus on him in the background and he does the most wild things in some episodes. Um, like there's the episode where Carl gets pregnant. I watched that one this week. <laughs> um, and Sheen is so funny in that one. I laughed out loud multiple times. There's also the episode um, where they get become the X-Men, the N-Men. Um, yes. And because Sheen was on a massage chair when he got his speed powers, uh, they later do their introductions. And Sydney's like, I'm Supergirl. And Libby's like, I'm the Invisible Sister. And uh, Sheen is like, I'm Vibrating Lad. I fell <laughs> out of my chair. That was so funny to me. Um, but yeah, where I could, I, this makes me want to do a Jimmy Neutron rewatch, like a full series rewatch. But um, Mark, uh, so you saw this in theaters. Yes. Yes. What was that like? What was that experience? I know you mentioned like that you were sad, but like, were the kids laughing? Do you remember? Was it like a Marvel movie? Was everyone giggling and hee hee hee? I think it was more like a, a matinee and it was winter. I know, uh, I'm pretty sure this was, or maybe it was actually Shrek. But um, this was when, or, released December 21st, 2001. By so the way, time. exactly. Um, so this is like the 20 year anniversary this last Christmas. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about Oh, my God. Felipe, am I old? I mean, I feel old too. <laughs> but like you're 26, remember- I'm 24. I'm like, oh, yeah, it feels old. I my my uncle Ward. I'm pretty sure he saw it with us. He's such like. I'm I'm pretty sure I came to the conclusion that he, uh, looking back, he was probably high, watching yeah. this. So he was just laughing hysterically. Yeah, and I mean it was just like a small cloud. It wasn't like a Marvel movie. Like everyone's packed up. No yeah. one's staying to the mid credits. I mean, there is a post credit scene. Jimmy just trying to that make is. a post credit scene. That yeah, is. It- that's canon. Sorry, Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jimmy Neutron invented post-credits. You heard it here first. And then I've been going crazy because I told my sisters, hey, I'm podcasting about the Jimmy Neutron movie. Do you remember the candy? I remember we got this candy, and it was like a chocolate ball. Like, it was a spear, but inside there was, like, other candy and, like, toys. And they're like, yeah, what's the name of that? And I've just been going crazy. Like, it was like a Wonder Ball. I don't remember, if I'm being completely honest with you. Maybe that was just a New York thing. It was, like, it was only available for, like, well, I know it was, like, 2002, 3. So it was, like, it was there. And it's Jimmy Neutron candy? 
I think so. I know they had a Shrek one. I mean, the candy bar is the ice cream uh, place. Uh, candy merch. Trying to find it. Yes, yeah, so I'm it struggling. was the Wonder Ball. The Wonder Ball, okay. And it was a chocolate spear, and inside it was more candy. It was like one of those, like, chalky candy. Like, this is going to be a weird comparison, but they're like... It has a consistency of like Flintstone vitamins. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yeah, sure I don't remember. This is a memory only you share, but maybe some of the listeners have it. So sound off if you've experienced this. But that's so cool. Like I remember the Scooby Doo gummies, like the little like gummy packs. Those were like yes. Classic. Yeah. Um, and then there was like all these like food. Like there was always cereals like to pair with um with uh, the different movies like i remember the incredible serial uh for reasons that uh not because of it but i then was sick in second grade and had to go to the nurse's office and i went home later that day because uh that serial stayed prevalent prevalent in that day <laughs> man jack jack attacked your stomach yeah yep i'll spare you the details but it went back up <laughs> <laughs> And just a shout out to uh, Hershey. When I was a kid, they had like a s'mores candy bar, and it was the best candy bar. And then they're like, "Yeah, you know what? We're gonna get rid of it." So thanks. Yeah, the discontinued ones. Yeah. Think is there anything discontinued from my childhood? Like, oh, it'll come up. Like, I will think of one, but, um, yeah. Oh wait, uh, the I always remember the Jimmy Neutron candy shop though. Like those ice creams looked amazing. That you do, and it was like, what? I'm blanking on the candy from the show. Yeah, the crunch time. Crunch time. And then there's that uh, episode where Jimmy it makes, like, the perfect candy, but everyone gets hooked. Yes, okay. That's the one that I remember. See, Jimmy Neutron taught me about drugs and the dangers of it. Candy maker, yeah. Uh, I wanted some of those candies. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, who's your favorite character before we get into the recap itself? I mean, you totally remind me of Bobby, but Hugh Neutron is my favorite one. And even like when I was watching as a kid, I'm like, oh, the dad's silly. But like looking back, I'm like, this, anything that Hugh says is gold. Yeah. Well, Sugar Burger. Yeah. yeah. So, so you uh, Jimbo. You show me in a, you told me in the pre-show you had something to share to the class if you still want to share it about Unitron. Absolutely. I'm very proud to say this. Um, you know the meme that always talks about like, uh, and then I sat on a banana and that changed my life forever. Yes. And I realized Hugh Neutron is the first ever DILF I ever discovered. Ooh. Hugh Neutron is a daddy or a zaddy. Yeah. And yeah, so uh was it that moment that made you realize that you have things for you have feelings for Hugh? Well, I watched uh Hugh Neutron and my life changed forever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so he's he's your is he your number one cartoon dilf? Who would be the others? Hmm. Would Professor I mean uh, Kim Possible's dad. That's true. Uh the professor from Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. sugar spice and everything nice yeah 
there is a Powerpuff joke, Powerpuff Girls joke that it's like, um, I like uh, when they got a sister and it's like, uh, or the neighbor, she's like, they can't, she came home and she's an accident just like us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm Oscar proud. Oh, Dilf. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like as a kid, I definitely like Cindy. Uh, like Cindy and Libby were both. But yeah, like the, this animation style is like weird. It's not like something you say like you'd be attracted to, I guess, per se, right? Because like I mean, it's like wobbly, but it's also human-like, but there's like something uncanny about it. So keep in mind like, well, the movie – even though Toy Story and DreamWorks uh, Ants came out, like it was still revolutionary. Like, oh, we're having yeah. a fully CG movie with humans, and especially a show with less budget. So it's early two thousands. It's gonna look off. I don't think they like drew it. Like, hey, this needs sex appeal. Yeah, no, for sure. But like, like even looking at like humanness. Zoom. like i feel like there's something wildly but yeah you you are correct this was like one of the earliest cg movies um and it looked great i feel like it holds up like plot wise story wise even animation wise like for the most part um i don't know if you disagree with that like in terms of the animation i think it's more of like if like i showed one of my nephews and nieces who I don't want to say spoiled, but like animation has come so far with CG. I mean, they're watching Frozen. So imagine like watching Frozen and looking at that and then watching Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, that looks a little weird. But I definitely like, come on. It was like 2001. I think the characters still hold up. Yeah. The story story is like, yeah, it's not like a bad story. If it was a bad story and bad animation, then it would be like harder to get to. But like, it's like a kid who like makes inventions and then goes to space with his friends. Um, yeah. I will every time I watch the roller coaster montage where they all blast off, I get chills, like literal goosebumps. And that I think like the fantasy of like there's no parents to boss me around. Yeah, I think that's a universal thing. Yeah, but then you also, as an adult, like this movie has different themes that I feel like oh now I want my parents also. Yeah, and they eventually come to that, and it's like, as a kid, it's like, yeah, no parents to boss me around. But then I think about, like, right now, it's like, if my mom and dad are gone, it's just just depressing. Yeah, no, it's like, even as an adult who lives, like, across the country from my parents, it's like, I wish I was closer to my parents. And it's actually funny, right now, my parents are in Florida. But I'm like, are they, Nick? Are they are they on the? Are they actually planet? In exactly? Did, was there a name for this planet? That is the one I just call it the Yolkian planet. Oh, Yolkus. That's the name of the planet. Yolkus. Yeah. Okay. But there were some fun things at the beginning. Uh. Well, so we'll we'll get into the plot. So Jimmy mm-hmm. and Carl they're on a rocket to space, and the military is chasing them because it's like an unsanctioned rocket. Uh. And then Goddard and Jimmy launched the toaster message out in space uh, using Carl's shirt and uh, 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 purple flurp and they just purple launched it up. Flurp. Do they, they, they should have made those real, right? They should, I mean, 
everyone's saying like, oh, like with SpongeBob, make Krabby Patties real. It's like, well, okay, Krabby Patties is a lot harder to make, but it's like purple soda. Just slap that on, purple flirt, boom. Miss opportunity, Nickelodeon. You can make purple flirt, but current there's a there's a reference there's a recipe. Sorry, um, and there's our nostalgia purple flirt on Reddit. Um, yeah, so. But they launched that, and then Carl's like, I need to be let go for school. And Jimmy uh, catapults him out of the rocket with a parachute. Um, and then we meet Judy and your future husband, Hugh. Um, and they're having breakfast, uh, and they're eating eggs, which is, like, fun to, like, track eggs. And then also there's, like, poultry toys, which I think were ducks because Hugh loves ducks. But it's kind of in the shape of a chicken as well, so I thought that was, like, cool to track uh on my second rewatch um and then jimmy uh he he i can't read my own handwriting launches uh he launches the toaster into space yeah sorry i was like crunches because it looked like a k um but he launches a toaster into space and meets carl with the parachute and uh jimmy causes destruction and we talked about this um my friend Taylor and I talked about this when we talked about the Rugrats in Paris, how they should have died because they caused so much destruction and their babies. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Neutron cause is way too much destruction for my liking in the town of Retroland. There needs to be how? a Jimmy Neutron insurance company. <laughs> I like you see like the videos, like how much destruction does Godzilla cost in terms of like taxpayer dollars? Yeah. How much does someone needs to track like even just this movie alone, let alone like the series, how much damage has Jimmy's caused? Like how yeah. I'm gonna say like uh it has to be at least ten million. Exactly, yeah. Like even like the superheroes, they cause a lot of destruction, but like Jimmy Neutron had a whole superhero episode. Plus, like in this movie alone, I guess this movie the kids caused destruction and Jimmy caused destruction when he was there, so like did the rebuild Retroland. Um but otherwise, I think most of the destruction happens on Yolkis. It does. I mean, I mean, we'll get into it when we get into it when they discover the parents are gone. Yeah. But Jimmy caused the initial like destruction. Yeah. It is his fall, and then the kids just went crazy. But exactly. Um, but we get to meet Jimmy Neutron in this sequence. We get um like in the theme song all these like visual gags are there like the 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 hair one uh Mm -hmm. stands out like him playing with the hair settings um and then if you listen to it there's a little like whether it's goddard or whoever says you go girl when he gets to like the ponytail you go Um, girl um what was your favorite one of these like gadgets that we got to see in the routine in the morning routine segment i love the bubble yeah the bubble is classic um so uh, he misses the bus. So he's like, well, I'm going to chew this bubble gum and it's time to practice this experiment. So he bounces, bounces, bounces after the bus and he's doing like these little poses. And then Cindy and Libby, this is our introduction to them. They look outside the, the window and it's like, Nertron, what are you doing? And then a tree branch pops his bubble and he's there. And Carl's in the same tree branch. Um, yeah. So go ahead. I mean, it, something that like I noticed, like even watching the show, I feel like Jimmy 
Sheen, Carl, yeah, they're friends, but they all treat each other horribly. In this movie, yeah, Carl's the butt of the joke, but... Yeah, Jimmy specifically treats everyone horribly. Like, he he's very entitled. He's a little sexist, in hindsight. Um, Granted, I, I don't want to say all boys yeah. were at that time, but it was like, boys rule, girls drool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, like, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, Jimmy. But Jimmy especially, yes. Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, but, yeah, he uh, he gets himself and Carl out of the tree. Uh, and it reminds me of that line from the musical. What are those two doing in a tree? Uh, <laughs> like, um, so we get we get to learn about his classmates here. Uh, show and tell. Now, did you have a show and tell that you were particularly fond of in this segment? And then also, did you ever do show and tell? I've never done show and tell before. Like, I mean, technically, once in college, it was. This is a whole different class. Um, I thought it was a public speaking course, but it turns out to be an acting course uh. with public speaking. So half of it was like public speaking, like presentations, and half was like acting. And our professor, with all due respect, I love her so much, is insane. <laughs> her name that we had to call her, she wouldn't address any of her name, was Sir Sandy, Queen of Cats. And we all had to have, like, crazy nicknames. So I'm like, I I don't have anything. I'm like, I love NSYNC. I feel, okay, she's a Sir Queen Candy. I am King Sync. And she was like, oh, this is in college. This is not, like, elementary school. This is, like, I'm 22. Like Taylor Swift. Exactly. This was my version. Yes. But, and she was like, oh, like the bathroom. And I'm like, no, sure, why not? And then she made me say in sync. King sync. King sync. Mark just loves to wash his hands. Exactly. And shout out Elizabeth Lover Labs, best friend I met yes. in that class. Yeah. But she, and was we she had the a sh- to your Jimmy? She. Or was she the Libby to your Cindy? She was the Libby. Yes. She didn't hate me, but it was like, yeah, she supported me. Yeah. I mean, does Libby hate Jimmy or does Libby just like, you know what? I'm just going to support my friend. Libby's just vibing. She's just following Cindy around. Yeah. That's true. I mean, the only thing I had is uh, two instances. We had to uh, have like an object. Like we had to talk about something, an event, a person, whatever. So I knew this professor loved animals. So I talked about my first dog, Bernie. So I bought like a old, like bought a baseball. Uh, and I was like, here's the baseball I used to play with, fetch with. And we had to sing a song. So I sang like, you're my best friend. And she, she supported it. She loved it. She ate that up. I was so proud of myself. But the other kids in the class, like half of them didn't prepare a song. And this is how weird the class was. Like some people, like I told like a lighthearted story. Some people just went dark. Like how someone was drinking and driving and caused an accident and it changed their life. And I'm like, oh, oh, damn. What is this class? Public speaking? It was, I forget, it was, I forget the class name. And then she was like, 
and the presentation's over and she's like dave you didn't sing your song and then he was like happy birthday to you happy birthday to you and she was like you didn't prepare for this and i was like dude she just he just told his life story about going to AA and almost killing a guy, and you're like, ah, you didn't sing that song. Sir Sandy? Queen of Cats. Queen of but Cats. But she loved me, so A. Queen of Cats, get your priorities together. <laughs> a person then a person talked about uh her brother getting addicted to heroin, uh, trigger warning to drug use. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then she, and I thought it was clever, like, um, the person saying rehab by Amy Winehouse. Yeah. And she was like, I don't think that's a good taste. I'm like, oh, but happy birthday is too far. She owned up to it, but I'm like, yeah. you see, this is why you, I could talk about that class forever. Uh, well, I want to hear some offline stories. I feel like there's, like, some stuff there that I am curious to hear, but. I had a, uh, I just, you had to play your game. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think the only time I ever really had show and tell was in kindergarten. It was just like, I remember we brought this like board, like this, um, what are those boards with the, where you put the pin things in? Are those pin boards? No. Um, bullet boards? Bullet boards? Are you talking about like the, like, nat, like the actual like pins? Yeah. So it was like the, the, it was like that rectangle frame and you put like posted pictures on it uh like they have them in college what are those like bulletin like boards? you know like in uh bulletin boards like you know like only thing that comes to mind is like yeah, it's a college board. and like okay. the murder mysteries and the person's trying to like yeah. get the conspiracy the charlie have, day like, gif yeah 100 percent. but yeah no so uh we brought one of those in with pictures of my family that's our show and tell um, from what I remember in kindergarten. I don't think there was a uh, other show and tell that I ever did in my life. Uh, but this show and tell was very entertaining. I will not lie. Uh, so we started off with Cindy is going for an extra credit uh, point here. She's talking about dinosaurs and how the female dinosaurs are actually smarter than the male dinosaurs. Um, so this whole, and Jimmy's like, shut up, Cindy. Um, then we get show and tell. And Sheen brings out a prize collected ultra lord and he's like this one has never left the box blah 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 blah. and then cindy's like how do you know it's even in there and then he pulls it out and shows it off and he's like oh, what did i do like he he ruined it um by bringing it out of the box and then this fellow's like shane this is the fifth time you've shown ultra lord but, yeah, like, but he's yeah. like this is a different ultra lord <laughs> um were, were you an action figure kid growing up no um, i never understood like going back to like the whole like that mentality as like uh, kids like boys uh rule girls true like yeah i'd much rather have like a doll than an action figure yeah you know why action figures are like the size of your hand i have little tiny hands so comparison well dolls are like the size of like a water bottle it's like no i want the bigger like thing yeah no, so I never really collected anything, but now, like, I have a little bunch of Funko Pops that, like, I enjoy that are on my desk. And so I like having Funko Pops, but I was never, like, an action figure kid. I liked having, like, little toys to play with, but not, like, 
specific like action figures like they fight each other um it was my toys would all go in adventures they were less fighting people yeah i had video games they did the fighting for me yeah exactly um and then carl carl for show as hell brings out his inhaler (laughs) (laughs) like i'm an asthmatic and I I need an inhaler. And then he sprays himself with the asthma uh, medicine and his glasses, <laughs> which is funny, especially because like the glasses. So he's just blind. It's not really because like they actually hurt his eyes. It's just because he can't see. Exactly. But this is another like Carl Weezer. Also, I loved his drawing of the frog. He's like, it was so adorable. I tried to screenshot that for the, the Instagram post, but the HBO Max is cracking down on screenshots. Oh yeah, you can watch this movie on HBO Max if you want to watch it. Um, uh, you know or you can I pay wish? for it on Amazon, which I did a couple months ago as well. Do you remember? I think they only did it a couple times. Like this is like when the Jimmy Neutron show was airing, so like two thousand three to two thousand six. They aired the Jimmy Neutron movie with commentary. Ooh, I don't remember that. And I this was Disney like Channel used to do like that kind of stuff more often. And it wasn't like the actual like movie commentary, like the director's like, yeah, and this scene, so we animated that. It was like, no, like Jimmy Sheen and Carl watching their own movie. Oh, I don't remember this. You can find clips on YouTube, but I've yeah. I've barely remember seeing the full thing. I want that on HBO Max. Yes. No, um, it's I love the show so much. Uh I like I've watched so many episodes in the last couple of weeks just because it's just comfort show it's like fun to watch it's hilarious um like sheen specifically sheen is my favorite character i'm trying to remember as a child i probably loved jimmy the most because i was basic but now like uh sheen has the most last per minute for me i mean i love goddard the most uh yeah goddard goddard is awesome i, I like the core five i i just love the core five so much i love uh I and love Bulby. Mrs. Fowl. Oh, Bulby. Oh, have you seen Yow? Everything, everywhere, all at once? Yow. Unfortunately, not yet. Okay. Well, uh, Deidre Bobidra looks like Miss Fowl to me. The, <sighs> the IRS lady, if you've seen the trailer. I can see that. Okay. That's, that's like my take. Um, did you ever have an inhaler? One time I had like some infect like respiratory like respiratory infection like a couple years ago and they gave me like an inhaler and a bunch of other medicine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. No, I had some asthmatic symptoms in like 2012 when I was playing volleyball a lot. Like, I don't know. Uh because they I never really had them again. So it might have been that just specific gym <laughs> but uh though i had an inhaler for that but that's the only time uh i always thought it looked cool it was like braces where i was like as a kid i was like oh it would be cool to have that but then actually having it, it's like no it's not that cool um it's one of those things like it's weird how like it's not what do you call it social pressure like kids i didn't want to get braces because i didn't want to look like a nerd yeah but we'll see. Back, i'm like man i should have probably gotten braces on TV, I feel like there was always, like, a storyline about, like, kids getting braces or something. Like, someone had braces. And then, like, a lot of people that I knew started getting braces. And I was like, oh, but all of these people, like, have cool things in their teeth. Uh, and then I had braces for four years. And I was, nope. Mm-mm. 
And then I'm like, oh, pff, these guys have braces. And then they take yeah. the braces off and it's a perfect smile. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I should have done that. You have a good smile. Don't bully my friend Mark. Well, that was a fake smile. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm. Have you watched How I Met Your Mother? I know you did How I Met Your Father. Yeah, I've watched. It's been on like some things I don't remember about How I Met Your Mother, but I've seen it all. I always think of the uh, episode when uh, they discover anytime Barney uh, gets his picture taken, he always has like the perfect pose. Yeah, I always had the perfect impose. Like I'm never prepared. Oh no, I feel like that's not true. We'll find a good photo of you. That, and it's like, I don't know where to look at the camera. Yeah. It's like, smile over here. And I'm like, yeah. My friend had a birthday party recently, and someone there had two cameras taking different photos at the same time when the cake was no, on. No, I don't like um, it. I did think it was funny how they used, a, instead of a candle, they lit a joint. <laughs> and put it in the cake. Like they like the the joint was the candle, and then they pull it out at the end and like take it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, um, your uncle Ward would have appreciated it. He actually would. Yeah, um, but yeah. So then we also meet Nick. Uh, Nick is an interesting character. I feel like he's not that prominent in the show afterwards. Like, like. I think he got replaced by Bowlby as like the six kind of like, like he might still be there, but like Bowlby, I feel like is much more memorable than Nick ever was. I mean, he's featured in the show, but yeah. exactly who name me one line from Nick. Um, just sneak out. <laughs> yeah. You had a classic line. Yeah. You can pinpoint it to Nick. Yeah. But Nick is the hotshot that all the girls swoon over. Uh, but uh, he is like kind of like the opposite of Jimmy. Like he's cool, he's suave, he doesn't care about anything. Jimmy is like hyper caring about like science and like his interests. He's like kind of a dork, and uh, he's short compared to Nick, who's tall. And like Nick has the lollipop, and he like doesn't he put it in some girl's mouth? Yeah, not not so uh, COVID, COVID conscious. Yeah, and even before COVID. Uh, this is weird. Yeah. No consent. You, yeah. you don't even know this person. And even if they did like it, I I don't know. Exactly. But uh, yeah, so we get to meet Nick. And then Jimmy, it's time for Jimmy show and tell. And he shows off his shrink ray that doesn't work. And By the way, weapon in school? Jimmy. Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy was always bringing weapons in school. Again, this is a Jimmy was a public safety issue. Jimmy was. Jimmy should have been like reprimanded harder. Like you would think. Like Richard Villa is always getting shenanigans. It's always Jimmy's fault. Like there was an episode where like uh, he, he went to a family reunion and they were, were all like, we don't like Jimmy because he causes destruction. And I'm like, the whole city should be annoyed. Um, and it's like, even though like the, I think the family feud, like the family, uh, what was it, like the baby was actually the Yeah, baby Eddie. Him, but yeah. It's, but it's like, no, nah, they actually were right. I need to look up who plays Baby Eddie. Uh, give me a second because his voice is very recognizable. Eddie, Jimmy Neutron. Right. Uh, Baby Eddie. Let me look. Uh, he is voiced by, let's see, Mark DiCarlo. Another Mark. Hey. Not as cool, if I'm being honest, as you. Aw. 
I know Tim Curry voiced uh, Professor Calamitous. Yes, Professor Calamitous, who can never finish anything he starts. Yes, uh, super random. Did you like the Wild Four Marys? I did. I wasn't as familiar as like Jimmy Neutron. It was a little more before my time, but I love um, who I love specifically is the Rugrats in Wild Thornberry's crossover. Oh, it's the same voice actor as Hugh, uh, BB Eddie. Oh, I thought you were going to say Tim Curry. I'm like, what? Oh, no. By the way, when, uh, as we record this episode, I haven't played the game, but like Nick. So Nick put out like their own like Super Smash Brothers. Their yeah, and IP Hugh is a fighting character. Game. Hugh is a character before anyone in Jimmy Neutron, including Jimmy himself. And I'm so here for it. I love Hugh Neutron. I don't even know what his fighting moves is. I think he's gonna fight with a duck. The sugar booger. <laughs> sugar booger. A pie. Yes, a pie. A duck. <laughs> like throw ducks at people, but. Uh, yeah. Um, so Jimmy shows up the shrink ray, it flops, but then in his backpack, it hits Miss Fowl. Um, and she's the size of a worm for the rest of the movie. Um, and then the boys see the ad for Retroland, which is, uh, like an amusement park that comes into town probably every once in a while. Or is it, is it a theme park in Retroville? What do you think it is? It felt more theme park than amusement park. It felt more, aren't they the same thing? Well, so theme park in my head is like a very like Disneyland, uh, Universal. Those are theme parks to me because they're like very like immersive. Whereas mm-hmm. an amusement park is like Six Flags, where you just go and ride rides. Okay, and that's it's like great. not as much of an experience. I think it's definitely not like a carnival or yeah. fair. Like they, it's in town for a weekend or a week or whenever, and then they book it. Yeah, oh. that's like that felt very carnival. Yeah, yeah. Like even they treat it like a carnival, but it's like yeah, you you know you can go just back go there a lot in the show. I feel like they go, they've gone back there in the show before. Yeah, yeah. Like but, always, some new ride or yeah. something. What's your favorite amusement park ride? Ever, ever, or recently, there, whatever you want. There was one in Hershey Park, which I actually want to go back to that. Because food. Yeah. They had five pound Hershey bars. Ooh. I've never had that. So there is this ride called the Storm Chaser. By the way, do you like roller coasters? I love roller coasters. So you would like this. So you I like roller coasters that like are fun. Like if it's super rickety, I don't love that. Like where you like Oh no, like the wooden ones. Oh no, no. Yeah. So you're in the cart, and then you see, like, um, I don't know what it's called, like, the speed uh, monitor. Like, you know how when you're driving, and all of a sudden, like, you pass it, and it tells you how fast you're going? Yeah. So they have one, like, before the hill. So you just slowly approach it. It goes from zero to two. And then all of a sudden you just hear, and it's like this heartbeat of boom, 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 boom. The ride will now begin. Zero to 77. And you go off? You go off, and it's just like, just that build and anticipation. Yeah. It's awesome. And then, so that's your favorite ride? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's ever oh, or like that's like a recent one that comes to mind. I think probably ever. Um, other than that, uh, I did go to Universal Studios right before COVID hit, but I'm gonna In be Florida? honest. Yes. Okay. I went with uh, my best friend Krista. Shout out to Krista. She does not like rides. Uh so we didn't go on a bunch of them, but I will say Universal Studios has way better food than Disney. Ooh. That's Is that a, a hot, hot I think that's a hot take. Well, like just having gone to Universal recently and Disneyland recently. And I, maybe I, I don't know, but and it I all think depends, it depends on like, the food, probably. So, like, when I went to Disney, I went to Disney once as an adult. But, I mean, I went to when I was, like, three or four, but I don't remember that. I barely remember Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. Just, uh, I mean, we just went to all the different parks, and it was, like, the like, Disney. I, I will fight you if you think Epcot has worse food than Universal. Like, Epcot we, specifically. We did not go to Epcot, so that's, like, the asterisk right there. Okay. And, you know, they have, like, the Star Wars, the the Hollywood studios really open up. But I will I will say, without judging Epcot, because I haven't been there, that pink donut from the Springfield Simpson section, Felipe, audience, I have dreams about that. Oh, wow. Uh, see, I don't think I've again. ever had a full one. Or, like, if have I have I? I might... See, you're tempting me right now, so I can't think about because I live right here and I have a pass, so I could literally go in. And Do grab it. One. No, we're podcasting right now. <laughs> we will be right back as we take a commercial break. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm trying to think of my. So I went. So I went to Disneyland, and it was Star Wars themed uh, Space Mountain that week because of Star Wars Day. So we went on the last day that it was called Hyperspace Mountain. And that was so much fun. Like it was like it was just like lasers and like the voices of characters and like the song. But like that was so fun. Space Mountain was like my favorite ride that day, probably. Do you like it's small world? I do. We didn't end up going on that one that day. My mom hates rides. She just wanted one ride to go on. That's it. And it was a small world. Anything to make my mom happy is a win for me. So even you though that, that ride, one all day? well, you know, like the if anyone listening is not familiar, and I, I don't even know it because it's so complicated, like the speed pass. Well, you yeah, had the fast book pass. fast pass, like you yeah. had the book reservations, like that's why I like Universal a bit more in terms of that because it's like any ride except for like one or two. Yeah, but with Disney, it's like you got to book three, and then once the three's up, I, I don't know, maybe they. Well, they're changing it. that, I think, for whatever it's, reason, they're making it more like pay. You have to pay to advance. So we, not for Space Mountain. Okay, we did one day, not for like Haunted Mansion, not for any Star Wars ride. We booked one for It's a Small World, that is probably like a fifteen minute wait. But it made my mom, mom happy, so yeah, I, I don't know why, but she loved it, and that's all matters. That's all that matters, indeed. Um, but yeah, so Jimmy wants to go for some sciencey thing. Uh, 
Carl wants to go to pet the llamas at the petting zoo, and Sheen wants to go to meet Ultra Lord. Um, <laughs> and then Nick tells them to just sneak out because their parents won't let them. Um, so uh, we see Jimmy then get. He's like, no, I'm going to convince my parents. So he goes, he crashes this oyster bar, um, goes on this train to get a piece of coal, and then goes to his lab. We get to see his lab for the first time, including this uh, this uh, girl eating plant. Um, yes. And some other knickknacks, uh, like the burping soda. Uh, and then, so he ends up making this pearl necklace for his mom. Uh, we also see that Goddard plays dead. Um, and that sets that up for later. Uh, and zero alien message, which makes Jimmy sad. Uh, let me just specify when Goddard plays dead, he blows up and causes a little crater. Um, and then it's yes. like come back together magnetically. Um, so yeah, so then Jimmy comes up, uh, for dinner. Uh, and Jimmy tries to bribe Judy into letting him go to Retroland with the uh, with the oysters, and she's like, No, it's a school night. And then he tries to go above and beyond and causes destruction to the house. And then he gets grounded because he ends up uh, causing a fire and putting uh, the fire extinguisher fluid on uh, Judy. And she's pissed. She's like, James Isaac Neutron. James Isaac Neutron. Go to your room. Um, So, uh, and Hugh is like, you know, Jimbo. Uh, you are grounded, basically. What are we gonna do with you? And that's when Mark was like, "Oh, I love you, Hugh." <laughs> Please tuck me in, Hugh. <laughs> um, then uh, the Yokians end up receiving Jimmy's message transmission. Do you want to talk about this voice cast? Because Sir Patrick Stewart is yeah, what it uh, gets. King Guba the fifth, and Martin Short is Ublar. Um. So, yeah, we love that. And it's very weird. Um, when we first talked about when you, you so you brought it up like, hey, would you be interested in time out Jimmy Neutron the movie? And I just pressed that button. And I'm like, I'm all in. I watched some like behind the scenes features, and Patrick Stewart has some amazing dedication because he talked about that like he was playing Shakespeare. Yeah, he he loves. Like it, it was so cool seeing them. Uh, did he say anything else besides that he was playing it like Shakespeare? Well, that's how like it felt, but like yeah. of like this king of this world. And meanwhile, Mark Church's like, yeah, I'm playing this guy. It's movie. I like to make people laugh. And Patrick Stewart yeah. is treating it like uh, Hamlet. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Stewart, uh, Professor X himself. Picard, um, even though I haven't watched Star Trek. Yes uh he he's there and they're like giving great performances um uh so we get we get them so jimmy is explaining doing like doing another show and tell he's like introducing himself to the the aliens to his world and he holds a photo of Hugh and judy he's like these are my parents my mom and dad and they freeze frame there and it's like oh this is perfect for poltra uh so then they're gonna go kidnap his parents but not just his parents everyone's parents but first jimmy's got to sneak out um so he fixes the shrinking ray um and he shrinks himself uh and scales through the house and Hugh goes on about like how he can't sneak out what is he gonna do walk out the front door and he kicks jimmy through the mail slot Mm -hmm. um 
But yeah, so they end up going up and telling Jimmy that they love him. Um, and Goddard is there in the bed pretending to be Jimmy using Jimmy voice commands and everything. Uh, and they just said, we love you. We'll see you in the morning. Uh, and that's the that's where we leave the parents. Uh, any thoughts before we go to Retroland? So Jimmy, in, intellectually, very smart. Street smarts or just like any common sense? Not that smart. Like, okay, the pearls didn't work. Plan B, make a clone. Or just make something, a hologram in the bed. Yeah. Anything like that. I mean, you did with Goddard. You didn't have to like go overboard. Yeah. But I mean, it works. It works out. Um, I think it's the best that it was Goddard because then Goddard can remember the message. Obviously, he didn't know that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And so you love Goddard. Love Goddard. And it's actually funny. Like, so it, I saw that, you know, 2001, two years later. We got our uh, first dog, Bernie St. Bernard, still love him to his day. I Before we got Bernie, I was terrified of dogs. And then Goddard made you love dogs? Well, well Goddard was like the exception because it's yeah. like he, he was a, more of a – he was a robot dog. Yeah. But I don't know why. Maybe like the full-on dog animal like scared me. I don't know, but yeah, Goddard probably was the first dog I ever loved. Love that. Um, until Bernie came along, and now you love Bernie more than Goddard. And then we got, then we had Molly, and then we had Bailey, and then we had Charlie, and then we had Freddie, and then we had Bridget. But now you love dogs. I'm full on dogs. Cats, I, I like you. You're you're fine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm not, I I like fishes. I have never had a dog. I like Scooby Doo. He's a dog I like. I like Goddard. Um, I I don't think I could be a dog or a cat owner. You see, maybe because now I'm like starting to process it. Maybe because like I saw dogs more as animals, like beasts. Yeah. Well, like Scooby Doo and Goddard, like no, no, that's your best friend. Exactly. Yeah. Work <laughs> Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um. But yeah, so we go. Uh, we also get to see that Cindy and Libby are hanging out, and Cindy's doing her Tai Chi while uh, drinking purple flirts. Um, and Libby is just vibing to the music. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Um, and so we get the Retroland theme park montage. Uh, Sheen meets Ultra Lord, passes out, and Ultra Lord, the guy dressed up as Ultra Lord, is like, Is this kid okay? <laughs> <laughs> Carl's hanging out with the llamas, and. Uh, they're they're having a blast um and then so while everyone's at retroland the parents are kidnapped um and that is stressful uh but i want to ask was it just the parents or was it all adults in retroville because they go to the candy bar later and sam's not there and i don't think sam's a parent as far as i know maybe they just assumed sam was a parent that's fair. I don't think they checked, like, does this uh, humanoid have children? It's like, you're a grown human, boom, you're with us. Yeah. Um, but then, so they see the ship speeding off, Carl, Sheen, and Jimmy. And they're like, oh, we got to make a wish. And Carl's like, I don't know what to wish for. And Jimmy says, wish for no parents. So Carl wishes for no parents. And 
they wake up. There's no parents. Everyone has the dear son slash daughter. We <laughs> went to Florida. We will be back at some point. Bye. Um, uh, to get and then Sheen killed me. He's like <laughs> maybe they went to get juice. And uh, Carl's like, I don't like pulp. <laughs> it it makes me feel bloated. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Rob Paulson and uh, is it Jeffrey Garcia? Jeffrey yeah. Garcia and uh, I believe Debbie Debbie Derryberry was Jimmy Neutron, but like Rob yes. Paulson and Jeffrey Garcia specifically, like always kill me. Um, but uh, so yeah, we get this no montage party, uh, and we get this like rager of food and it was like the the themes of their hungover. It was like Carl's like just one more. I can only do one more. Okay, and then like you, it feels like very much like a college party with drinking. Uh, that's the vibe they're going for. Um, what was your favorite thing about like the no kid, no parents thing? Like I remember the sequence. Like I remember the kid running up and down the escalator. Me uh, too. I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. Um, I forgot it until I watched it. But the my clothes don't match. My clothes don't match. I'm wearing all these clothes and they don't match. So kid, uh, Sheen's peeing in the shower and then he's still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like when it comes back yeah uh two things one as soon as they discovered no parents man society just went into chaos yeah yeah what was there was there ever one thing that like obviously i don't think you wanted your parents to be abducted by aliens but if there was one thing you could, like a rule you could break with your parents running around that you wanted to break i wouldn't say you know what if there was like ice cream or cookie dough yeah just eat it uh, like as soon as I can. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, two in that montage, um, the clothes don't match. Yeah, and I, I still get flack about it from uh, my mom. So I, I'm not a sock organizer. I'm sorry, everyone. I I met my flaws. So sometimes I will wear a black sock and I will wear a white sock, and my mom's like, really. Why? And I tell her, they're my Indian socks. <laughs> I cross my feet, and boom, perfect harmony. Zen. Yes. Does she respect it at least, even if she doesn't agree? Absolutely not. She does not respect it. Oh, no. You can't have that. Uh, but yeah, so then the parents, they the next day, they the news reporter's like, uh, I they had uh, this cake eating competition or cotton candy. Who could eat the most cotton candy? And the kid says, "I won." And uh, and then we like zoom out and we see that he's like rounder. Um, and he's like, <laughs> "I want my mom." And then uh, the reporter's like, "I want my parents too." Um, so they all start missing their parents. Um, and then Jimmy's like, uh, "Jimmy hears the message from Goddard." Um, and it says, we'll see you in the morning. And Jimmy's like, wait, 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 what? Why would they leave if they said that? So then he goes, I don't think Jimmy needed scientific examination of handwriting to tell that that wasn't his parents' handwriting. And um, it's like, oh, he knows forensics. Yeah. But it's like, again, boy genius. You can literally read the parents' handwriting and then also compare the note to everyone else's note that was the exact same. Like with the prince um and then how does he uh remember how does he figure it out 
where the parents are. Does he like track them? I this think one? he tracks them. Yeah. Uh, like, how does he do? Like, I don't remember. Like, I wrote detailed notes, but I don't remember how he figures out that the parents are on this planet. Um. Did did like the message? Did he get a message back from the Yokians, or did he just see that the message was received? I think. Uh... I think the satellite. Maybe, maybe yeah. he tracked that. That's the only thing in my notes that I was like, I just realized they there's no like this like there there's no like specific definition of how they find that. Oh, that the satellite has been found. Okay, he found finds that out. Okay. Yeah. So uh then he's like, uh okay. He he and Carl and Sheen and Goddard are planning to go rescue them. And then the angry mob shows up, but they're not angry. They're actually just, like, lethargic and sad. Um, <laughs> so uh, they – Sheen blabs, and then they're like, okay, we're going to go get our parents. Uh, so they all build these uh, roller coaster spaceships, which were so cool. And then the montage of them going off to Kids in America, that, like, gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. Keep in mind, so came out in 2001 – the Oscars, 2002, unveiled the best animated feature. Jimmy Neutron is an Academy Award-nominated movie. Love that. And yeah. this is why. Have you ever watched the when they first did the um, when they first presented? Mm-mm. Well, a uh, it's famous now because Dave Noyan made a uh, Weinstein joke. Oh. And that came back uh, later because Monsters, Inc. and Shrek was nominated. Yeah. But when they cut to, like, uh, nominated for Shrek, yada, yada, like, so-and-so and these names. But they had, uh, they animated the characters in the audience. Oh. So you saw Shrek and Taki, uh, Mike and Sully, and Jimmy and Goddard. That's so cool. Yeah, I did not see that. Should Jimmy have, okay, Monsters, Inc., Shrek... Jimmy Neutron. I love Jimmy Neutron, but I think Monsters, Inc. is like a bigger feat in animation at the time. But I don't know. Me just wants to go shut up to him and just say Shrek. Well, I think Shrek probably won, right? I think it was Monsters. Oh, actually, maybe it was Shrek. I, I want to be shocked if it was Monsters, Inc. Ooh. Academy Award... Uh, winner 2001 animated. Let's see. It was Shrek. Hey, now. You're an all star. Get your Oscar. Go play. Oh, it was the inaugural, one of the inaugural nominees for this award. Yeah, the first. I did not realize that. That's so cool. I love it. If I came up, if I knew that fancy word, would have said it. Uh, so yeah, but this this roller coaster scene always gives me gets me excited. What what roller coaster would you want to be your rocket ship? Because then I would pick Dumbo. Dumbo, I would fly off into space in Dumbo. I would want the uh, Aladdin magic carpet ride. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Something with a design. Like oh. there, you want to go with style. Okay, it's not a ride, and it's not available anymore. But they did like you know like those virtual rides like they actually did it with uh jimmy neutron 
yeah uh, universal you know like you sit in the car and you would watch a movie and you like move back and forth yeah so they did that with back to the future so i'm i want to be in the door and yeah uh there's also like the et bikes that feel cool that if you go like flying on the et bike um yeah um, remember how i told you um my best friend krista was like uh, afraid of so I was like, come on, this is the first ride. Like, this is a, it's still there in Universal. Let's go. So we're sitting in the front and she's like pretty nervous. And we're like, yeah, we're on the ride. So we go down and it's not, it's like an indoor thing. It's not like a big roller coaster thing. So all of a sudden, like, we're just sitting there. And I'm like, oh, whoa, the, the agents. And I'm like, all right, we're still looking at the agents. And I'm like, Oh no, we're still looking at the agents. It got stuck. Oh no, that literally happened to me with um so my brother and I we were the new Slinky ride in um Un- at Disney Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh we we were it's an outdoor ride. So oh. uh we literally got to the front. We were the next people like at that gate that opens right before you get on the ride and then it closes down for lightning um so we had to we just sat there for an hour just waiting for the ride to get back and running um so you were in the ride no we were literally like the next people uh but like the ride's broken down a couple times that i've been on it uh like different rides over the years um it was so scary when the ride broke down at haunted mansion i was like not happy i was like stressed i was like i don't want to be in the haunted mansion when it breaks down but it's all like at least that's like an indoor thing. Like it's not yeah. like you're on the slinky outdoor and you're like going down the hill and it's like Yeah. Attention exactly. everyone, will you please be advised for maintenance? Yeah. At least that's true. Uh so uh they they go off and then there's an asteroid belt, so they have to spend one night on this planet. And uh are you a ghost story person? Yes, but I, I okay. Yes, I am. I do love horror, but sir, okay. Yes, I do. You love ghost stories. See, I don't like ghost stories. I'm I'm scared. Um, so, but what if I told you it was uh, old man Jenkins, and they could have gotten away with it if it wasn't for the meddling kids? Would you like that ghost story? I mean, yeah, I watch Scooby Doo, so I can do Scooby Ex- stuff. But, um, yeah, so uh, they end up spending the night on the planet, and Nick then picks on Jimmy's height, and Jimmy's insecure, and he talks about it with Carl, about how, like, people make fun of him for his height. Um, Then Carl gets sad and says he misses his parents, and Jimmy's like, we'll get them. We'll get them back. Um, First of all, what a a dick Nick is. Yeah. Like, you are in space— trying to rescue your parents jimmy's leading the whole thing built the whole thing and you're like this guy's short i'm gonna remind him of that yeah no it's so rude very rude 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 uh but uh they end up getting to yulkis uh and the core five split off they're gonna be a scouting party and then nick's nick's gonna lead the rebellion with the others um and then so they end up at Swan. And Yolkis looked like a cool planet. I will say that. I mean, you can't fault the movie for not being creative. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, all the egg puns also killed me in this movie. Um, so they were just Jim- joking around. Yep, joking around. Uh, Jimmy tries to. Uh, he they see the parents and they all have this mind control helmet on them. Uh, so he tries to get Hugh to revolt uh, against everyone. Uh, but then he starts taking off the helmet and the thing snaps back into place and uh, a alarm on Hugh goes off and it's like intruder alert, intruder alert. Um, so he gets taken into Gublot, um, Ublot and sorry, Gubat and Ublar's lair. Um, and Ublar shows them the toaster message because um, Nick is captured as well. So mm-hmm. uh, he they show the newscasting of like what their plan is to feed everyone to Fultra and that it's all thanks to Jimmy Neutron. Um, and so he's given the presidential suite in the jail, whereas everyone else is in the regular jail. Um, and they take Goddard to the lab. And this is like the scariest moment. Like, oh no, like they're not going to get anywhere. And everyone hates Jimmy. Everyone's yelling at him. So, and that's when I became really depressed in the theaters when I was like six. Yeah. And you started, did you cry? Did you shed a tear? I was uh, heartbroken. It's like that, uh, like numb sadness. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was sad. Um, someone, I forget which character, it might have been Ubla, says it was Neutron all along. And I was like, bum, 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 but yeah, so there's there's tension in the jail cell. Um, Sheen's like, Ultra Lord would have gotten the job done, and Nick is like, Ultra Lord is a toy. And Libby's like, No, we we should do what Ultra Lord does. And Libby's like, Let me let's give Sheen a chance. And Sheen's like, Well, an episode of something something something. Ultra Lord does this, and then uh, Nick is like, You stupid clown. And Sheen's like, You're just mad because you're insecure. <laughs> Oh, and that's a background line also. So I was like, oh, my God, I love that. Because then we go, we pan over to Cindy and Jimmy. And Jimmy's in the presidential suite, all sad. And Cindy's like, Jimmy, we need you. Like, it's okay that you messed up. Like, we'll get through this, but we need you. And Cindy says that's why she's giving him the pep talk when he's confused. Um, So do you ship Jimmy and Cindy? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Because I think... I mean, I do, but if Cindy and Libby was an option, I would ship that more. But it's not on the table. Never Carl and Libby. No, I, w- I was a Sheen Libby guy, I guess. But I-, I don't know why. I always think of... Uh... It's like friends. Like Phoebe was never shipped yeah. to anyone, not even Ross. Car- no, I ship Carl when he's adult if Hugh, must bless his heart, ever passed. Carl and Judy end up together. Yeah. Jimmy's mom. I miss Neutron. Hi, Jimmy's mom, Judy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Jimmy ends up taking Libby's cell phone because she still has it and configures it so he can call Goddard. And uh, Goddard is able to like blast jimmy's voice and they do this pretend um scare tactic is like i will explode on your entire civilization you will be uh blown up and then uh he escapes he tries to go help them out and then the guard starts fighting him and jimmy's like goddard play dead which comes back from earlier where he blows up the egg not only cracks and he is a yolk 
but then uh, the jail cell bursts open as well. Um, and that's exciting. Um, so they all escape, uh, and the, the the parents are all doing the chicken dance in this giant stadium. Um, and Nick leads the kids into the stadium. They look up what happens. Uh, and then this is my favorite line in the movie. She says, this is the lamest halftime show I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) That one took me out the first time I rewatched this, uh, for this podcast. Um, so, uh, then Nick is like, okay, he's going to fight the Yolkians. He defeats the guards at the beginning and Poltra unhatches. What did you think of Poltra? I really dig the design. Poltra was scary AF. Um, and Nick agrees. He runs away just by the eyes. But then like <laughs> the chicken itself is like scary. Um, would you would you like Poltra as a pet? I mean no, and not because it's like a monster. It's like, do I really want a chicken as a pet? Mm, yeah. Good question. I would not want Poltra as a pet. Poultry scares me. Oh, I would wait. want Poultry as a friend. As a friend, okay, but not one that you you kept close by. Like no, not friend. like uh, like I don't have to take care of Poultry. Like, hey, yeah. Poultry and I, we just chill. Yeah, Poultry would try to eat you though, because you're a human. You're a human adult. And and I'll do the chicken dance as tribute. Okay. Love it, perfect. Um, but yeah, Nick runs away, and then Jimmy. We see him. So in the show, I feel like the brain blasts were better because here he just looks at three objects and then the three objects are the thing in his brain blast. But usually it's like things from the episode. Yeah. Think, think, think. think and then it goes in his ear. Um, brain that, blast. Yeah. I, I was just kind of like, I wish, like, I'm glad that they learned because then it was like immediately like it was the crown. It was the other thing. It was like they, it was the last three items he saw. Whereas in the show, it's like, oh, he remembers things from, like, the events of the episode that, like, help him um, get it. But he tells uh, the kids, Cindy and Libby are going to lead the the kids. Sheen's going to go get the, the spaceship. Um, and he's like, what would Ultralord do? And Sheen's like, Ultralord would do this. Um, so we get this other great montage to We Got the Beat, um, which is uh, a great song as well. And uh, Cindy does her Tai Chi uh, with the purple flirt as well. Um, and Libby uses her music to explode one of the eggs. And Jimmy says, Carl, use your inhaler. Show and tell. And he sprays the, the Yolkians in the face like he got sprayed earlier in the episode. What would your show and tell power be? Would you would you throw uh, Sir Sandy, Queen of Cats, uh, into the ring? I think probably my deadliest weapon, uh, my Cindy. You're singing? Yes, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and you would you would be basically Libby, but with your own voice instead of an MP3 player. Yeah, instead of like in sync singing, it's just me trying to sing in sync, which yeah. you would do the bye 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 and hit them in the face with the with the last bye. I did have a baseball during that show and tell, but I, I wouldn't have thrown it well. Yeah. Um and then the humans end up boarding the ship because Sheen gets there, but he's very dizzy. Um so uh Ubla is a puddle and he's like can somebody get me a bucket um and Gooba is uh he's like oh I gotta chase these people so Jimmy takes off uh they they chase Jimmy 
And Jimmy is a planet. So he's like, they called him short stuff again. So he gets mad. He's like, I'll show you short stuff. So then he goes into space without a spaceship, a uh, spacesuit, may I add. So I don't know how he does this, but uh, he hops on Goddard. And uh, then he goes planet size on them and blows them away. And they says, this isn't the last you've seen of us, Jimmy Neutron. Um, Which so yeah, what did you think of true. this? Like, What did you think of this planet size and the culmination of Jimmy's short arc? Um, and I had the same thing of like, how is he breathing? And I'm like, hey, well, you, I accepted everything so far. Yeah, I might as well go with that. Exactly. But I know Marvel was watching this and was like, hey, we should do that with Ant Man at the yeah. airport scene in Civil War. I literally almost wrote in my notes, Giant Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the parents are saved. Uh, Jimmy apologizes to his parents, and they all have a family hug and they love each other. Um, we meet uh, Nick says, Jimmy, thank you. Uh, you saved us. We see everyone with their parents. Uh, Sheen is like, Ultra Dad, Ultra Son. Uh, you know what? Also, a Dilf. Ooh, we love that. We support that. You like the mustache? Who doesn't love the stash? The Ted Lasso stash. Or as I'm just watching now, uh, I'm not watching. Uh, there's a Yankees pitcher, uh, Nestor. His nickname because he's so uh, good, Nasty Nestor. Ooh, and he has a oh, mustache. Yeah. Famous stash. Nestor pitcher. Yankees, Nestor. Okay. How did the Yankees get Nestor Cortez? <laughs> That's uh. That's one of the Google searches. And by the way, uh, as we record today, I want to thank you, Nestor. You made me win my bets. You got me over five and a half K strikeouts. So five and a half K? You got five thousand dollars? No, 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 no. Uh, K is a strikeout, so uh, oh okay, it had to go over five and a half. Oh, (laughs) I was like, I want that money. And uh, yeah. Oh, if I got over five thousand K. I'm getting that pink donut from Universal. Universal, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so then we end up back at home, and Judy tries to play a joke on Carl and Jimmy. Is like, oh, here's some here's some eggs for breakfast. Uh, unhashed hard boiled eggs. Uh, they were in like these little ice cream tins. Like you would you, I feel like you would put ice cream there, not like an egg. But I guess you put the eggs there. Yeah. Did Sam uh, give some of the candy yeah. bar? I guess, but we also get the burp soda at the end, and uh, uh, Judy and Hugh are laughing so much instead of drowning Jimmy. And then we get our post-credit scene of Mrs. Fowl riding the worm that was attacking her throughout the movie. Which I'm like, wow, Dune was shocked. Yeah. Oh, when Dune came out, the only thing I could think of was the uh, the giant Alaskan bullworm from SpongeBob. Alaskan bullworm. That was all I could think about when Dune came out. And there we go, Felipe. That concludes our Academy Award-nominated movie. Jimmy Neutron. And so, yeah, overall thoughts. How did you feel about this movie? I feel like our plot summary didn't do it justice. It was just kind of a recap of what happened. But, like, personally, I love this movie so much. It's such an easy watch. I could watch it again and again. It could be one of those movies that, like, the people on TikTok do, like, what's a movie you could quote line by line? And I could watch this movie enough times that I would happily quote this movie 
um it just makes me happy it's such a feel-good movie um it reminds me of my childhood and like there's a ton of innocence attached but also then when you explore it as an adult i feel like there are so many themes that are like interesting and hit me hard as an adult but i want to hear your thoughts what did you think so of course with the Natasha like nostalgia like attached to it like of course i love this movie it's one of the first definitely not the first one but one of the few um movies i remember i think the first one i remember it was toy story and they re-released that in theaters so also big first cg uh animated movie yeah i don't think about it but Watching then, like, I love Jimmy Neutron. I've been loving the show. But trying to, like, remove the nostalgia attach, like, I understand if, like, some people who haven't watched the show might get a little turned off by, like, the animation. Because, again, this is 2001, early CGI. Like, even Pixar and DreamWorks weren't dealing with, like, humans. Like, yeah. even, like, Sid and, like... Uh, Toy Story. Exactly. Yeah. It looks scary. Yeah, when Soul came out, I remember people were like comparing the old animation style to like just how far they came out. Exactly. They don't, but I do, think lately they've done more human movies, but like previously they haven't done a ton of human stuff. Pixar, I feel like, besides The Incredibles, right? Exactly. Uh, Soul, uh, Brave. Uh, yeah, I know the last three Pixar movies had humans like more prevalent, like between uh, Turning Red and Luca and Soul. But yes. otherwise, I think it was like Brave and The Incredibles. Incredible Inside Al for half the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Other than Boo, like there's like some characters. Wally had like humans, but still. But I think to like animate like human world. Yeah. Rat is far more. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think I actually might be my favorite Pixar movie. Oh, wow. That's a bold statement. But fight not, me. I'm, no, I'm not fighting you because I, I, I mean the audience. Ones. Oh, fight okay. me. Even though I like people be like, do you still like is Ratatouille your favorite? I'm like, uh, maybe Inside Out. Oh, yeah. I love anyway. But Jimmy Neutron, like the story is simple. It's fun. It's short. It's enjoyable. I love it. I love it. So many so stuff. Much. Great soundtrack. Oh, great soundtrack. Like, let me just pull up the soundtrack. Uh, because it deserves its own mention. Um, soundtrack. Okay. We get Leave It Up To Me by Aaron Carter. We got Pop, the Deep Dish Cha-Ching remix by NSYNC, your favorite. Um, mm-hmm. We got Parents Don't Just, Just Don't Understand by Lil Romeo, Nick Cannon, and 3LW. Intimidated by Britney Spears. He Blinded Me With Science by Melissa Lefton. AC's Alienation by Aaron Carter. Kids in America by No Secrets. The Answer to Our Life, Backstreet Boys. The Chicken Dance by Werner Thomas. <laughs> Oh, um, they got Werner Thomas on this. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, we got we got uh, I Can Count on You by True Vibe. We got The Beat by The Go-Go's. Go Jimmy Jimmy by Aaron Carter. Parents don't just don't understand. The Bonus Mix by Lil Romeo, 3LW, and Nick Cannon again. Uh, Blitzkrieg Bop by The Ramones and Jimmy Neutron theme by Bowling for Soup. Plus, there's an original score that's also banging. By the way, a uh, couple notes. One... Uh, Bowling for Soup, Jimmy Neutron theme. I listen to that all the time. I think it's actually really good. Yeah. It, I, I, this soundtrack, like Kids in America, and we got the beat and the Jimmy Neutron song, like the top three songs for me. Yeah. And uh, for a second, when he said, Leave it up to me, I'm like, Okay, Carly. I, Car- I was like, Was I Carly? Yeah. Uh, 
it's a movie that both NSYNC fans and Backstreet Boys fans love and appreciate. Yeah. I, I hope so. I, yeah, common ground. Um, but yeah, no, the parent like the parental teams did speak to me because I do miss my family being out here uh in a way that like you wouldn't consider like just like the comfort of having everyone around you. Like you hear people say you miss their parents, but like, yeah, it is nice to have your parents around um much closer. But even time out the like themes, and I live like very close to my uh parents, but I'm like oh, like talking about like it's small world. I'm like, damn, I miss my mom right now. Yeah, you want her to rub your belly and sing wah wah, or however uh, Carl's mom sings. Aw, no, I love Carl's parents. Uh, I love the joke that I was like, no, my dad actually dances like that. Oh, uh-huh. my back. Yeah, my scapula. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we should uh, any any uh, who let's get to our segments. Uh. How would you rate this movie zero to five stars? And then um, who is your MVP and LVP of the movie? Um, do we get, uh, I keep forgetting, do we give a decimal or just? You can give a decimal, but like, don't, like you can be chaotic actually, but like I would, I, it would be appreciative if you get into like 3.278.564 or whatever. Just like a simple decimal is fine. Oh, well, that would be a Jimmy move. Yeah. It's actually the number of pi, this movie? No. Well, actually, dragons aren't exist, but they actually evolved from the, uh, and yada, yada. It's like, okay, Jimmy. Yeah. I would give it a three and a half. Three and a half. See, I don't know. For me, this is like at least a 4.5, if not a five, but that's also might be the nostalgia glasses. Like, that's why, like, I, I have the nostalgia glasses on, but I'm like also trying to take it off, like, just being objective, like, it's it's a fun yeah animated movie. I think kids would enjoy it now, and especially with that nostalgia. Oh, it still holds up. Yeah. See, for me, I feel like I can't be unbiased. I just have to give it a perfect five, despite the fact that yeah, sure, the movie has flaws. Every movie has flaws. Exactly. But Everything. I, I just it's hard for me to give it anything less than a five, just because I love this movie so much. Um, I was so excited when you said that you wanted to talk about this movie. I was like, yes, I have been looking for a reason to watch this movie. This is the perfect one. So Because you mentioned it in your uh, TV uh, theme song bracket. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, one of your best podcasts. I'm just going to put that on the record. Well, thank you. Thank you. Although the I'm not going to say worst theme, but I'm like, every time I would listen to like a theme song, I would pause the podcast and just like listen to that theme. I'm like, oh, shoot, I, I got to go back to podcast. But anyway, yeah. you mentioned like how unappreciated Jimmy Neutron is. I'm like, like i'm at the point where like i need to rewatch some spongebob and then i'll like have a fair comparison but i'm at the point where i might put out a tweet being like jimmy neutron is funnier than spongebob don't at me that is so tough that would be a brave tweet to put out i think i thought my uh universal food was better than disney food was a hot hot take i will examine the spongebob discussion maybe tonight i might watching spongebob i've been watching some fairly odd parents and some jimmy nation but like these shows are just so make me so happy you know like it's just so comforting to like throw these on in the background like um sometimes and just just enjoy them like i feel like that's like the whole purpose of why i started this podcast is to like re-examine the like things from my youth that i really love and like we're at this point where like i'm examining things outside of the podcast sphere but i love 
this like re-examining my nostalgia based uh content and yeah. that's why i love your podcast well thank you thank you so and being on this podcast yes uh and potentially hosting your own but that's a little teaser for later maybe maybe maybe, not. maybe. We're, we're still working things out but it's in it's in development pre-production development. who knows it could be yeah. go to developmental hell yeah but like it's it's on the table uh but It'd yeah, be like so, one of those uh, pages. Like I love seeing, like in a movie. Like if you ever look up like Batman or Superman movies, like the yeah. development of hell of that. That's a whole other thing. But I want to go back to your SpongeBob and Jimmy Neutron because that's fascinating. So I feel like the big three. Well, for me, and I feel like of that era, SpongeBob, of course, Jimmy Neutron, Fairy Odd Parents, animated. Nickelodeon shows. What am I missing? Uh, Danny Phantom for me. Avatar. Those True. are like the top five for me. Like those five probably. I mean, I love the Rugrats, but I think uh, these ones are like core to my identity as a Nickelodeon kid. Like the animated shows. And maybe because I'm talking about like, even though they, the um, Fairy Odd Parents and Jimmy Neutron was like 2003. I'm thinking of like 2001 to 2004 because. I, I don't, there's no, there probably is errors of like Nickelodeon, but I put like Danny Phantom and Avatar. Like that's in a, another error, even though that's like two years later. Yeah, that might be more me because you're like two years older than me, almost to the day. So probably, but yeah. Like what I could is... round out some other shows from that era, like um, Rocket Power, Wild Thornberries, Rugrats. Uh, like just looking at this list that I found, I can link it to you later. But uh, just like some of these shows have such a special place in my heart. My life as a teenage robot, all grown up. Great theme song. And by the way, Jenny from that show will also uh, is with Hugh um, as someone a DLC that... character. Deal. Oh yes, yes. I thought you were gonna say someone that you had a crush on. I was like, oh okay, I I can see it. I but... mean. What's a, what's a spicier take? Having a crush on Hugh now or having a crush on Jenny? As a I don't, kid. I don't think Hugh is that's like here. Uh we're gonna we're gonna let the listeners decide. Is Hugh a Dilf? Um I will say Timmy Turner's parents. Can, yeah. Can they get it? Yes. Are they toxic? Yes. So Oh, very you, toxic. Very, So which very one toxic. do you value more? I don't know. I mean, he was wholesome. He and uh, I'm going to say, it. if y'all are interested, he and Judy, if you rewatch the show, they are some freaky people. What the last, uh, the last thing we talked about was uh, the ultimate Christmas present and how we yeah. talked about like Mr. and Mrs. Claus. They call each other mommy and daddy. Yeah. But... Mark is calling Hugh daddy. <laughs> and am I calling Judy mommy? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm like Carl. I'm like, hi, Mrs. Neutron. Yeah. And then Felipe's like, they're animated characters. I'm like, no, oh, yeah, no, right. no, I would never say that. Uh, uh, I will never disrespect you like that. Because here I am simping over Timmy Turner's mom, despite she being toxic as hell. Um, now I'm, I'm still I'm like you kind of like blew my mind. Are you talking about like SpongeBob as a whole, 
or just I think it, Jimmy like, Neutron went... per like has more laughs per episode. That's my hot take. I think SpongeBob has more iconic memes, but Jimmy Neutron is a funnier show. Like Sheen, Carl, and Hugh specifically. Um, Cindy has some moments that also make me laugh. Um, some of the villains are like wild. There's like a Mr. T alien in one episode. Do you remember that? Like the Mr. Yes. T alien. Mr. T alien SpongeBob. Not SpongeBob, Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> but while while I Google this, uh, do you have an MVP and LVP? I think MVP of this is Carl. Carl? Okay. Any any Actually, specific reason? Or Carl just... or Sheen. As in just like they're definitely the best characters, even though I'm Team Hugh. I'm not saying he's barely in the movie, but it's like he's in the beginning, he's brainwashed in the middle and then you see him at the end lvp nick yeah nick was not great i'm not a big fan of um nick in this episode but nick is essential to the movie and it's hard for me to give an lvp because i love everyone for what they are in this movie like the worm is my top candidate right now (laughs) Um, (laughs) Worm. yeah uh for lvp or mvp for LVP, Jimmy Jimmy had some LVP moments in this episode. Like he was kind of sexist. I didn't love that. He like took Carl's shirt without asking at the beginning. Um, ejected Carl, but I always do like it. Always warms my heart when Carl's like, "Jamie, I drew a frog," and Jimmy's yeah. like, "Hey, it's a nice frog." I'm like, "Ah, yeah. you could have been like, well, actually, that is." So let me tell you my MVP because this is clear to me. Wait, can I guess? Because now I just thought of one. Yes. Is it Goddard? It is not Goddard. Actually, well, it's not uh, clear because I'm between Cindy and I'm between Sheen. Sheen was my comedic MVP. Like, he had me rolling on the floor laughing. But Cindy, I think, is the core of the movie. She gets Jimmy to do what she he needs to do. Uh, he She causes friction and, like, character growth. So I think Cindy is going to be my MVP, but Sheen gets my funniest character award. And then my LVP... Maybe Ultra. Ultra scared me a little bit. Like even as a kid, I remember like being a little anxious with Ultra. But uh, Ultra gets my LVP, but an iconic character nonetheless. And that's just a cop out answer because I don't want to give anyone an LVP. You know why Nick is the LVP? Because even the creators is like, man, Nick is a boring character. You know what we need? A weird foreign boy. Snap, snap, snap. Get up, get up, get up. Who gets voted out of Survivor? Rob Goddess. Bobby. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So any other final thoughts about Jimmy Neutron? Like, does this it's set you to watch but more episodes one day? Like, theoretically. I mean, I've been def like since we like brought it up, like I've definitely been watching old episodes. Yeah. And it's actually funny because I've been watching old episodes of SpongeBob. Not because of that connection, like the uh the like a spongebob game came out for free on playstation so that kind of yeah. like rejogged my nostalgia exactly this is just random but just whatever uh hue moment and i forget what episode but it's always stuck in my mind like again jamie dutron how many angry mobs has he faced probably a lot like definitely the family hates him when they hang out with baby eddie um yeah i feel like he he's uh He's a silly little guy, goofy little goober. 
he um silly goofy guy making tons of tons of stress for everyone in retroville but like i remember like one episode of the show they're just uh they're just screaming down with jimmy down with jimmy and then hugh's like oh he's trying to defend him and he's like he's like hmm down with jimmy down, down with, with jimmy. jimmy and he <laughs> and he likes the sound he's like this is catchy down with jimmy down with jimmy that's yeah, we love that. Uh, that Jimmy Neutron can cause a whole town to revolt, but every time they need him, they go to him. Well, but he, who caused it? Jimmy Neutron. I'm trying to look up the uh, Jimmy Neutron ride at Universal. Was it a Jimmy Neutron specific ride, or was it? I think it was like Jimmy Neutron Nicktoon Blast. So Jimmy was like the plot element, like. You're guiding through him and his rocket, and you're going yes. like through Bikini Bottom. Because I went on this ride when I went to Universal, like as a kid, as a nine-year-old. Oh, now it's replaced by Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem. Okay. Boo. I mean, I love that ride as well, the one in Universal, but in Hollywood. But I feel like the we need our Nicktoon ride. Uh, give me my Nicktoon and give me my Shrek 4D. Yeah, uh, it was so sad. When this all closed, uh, I met Jimmy Neutron at Universal. Uh, How was he? Uh, he didn't speak. He was too busy having brain blasts. But uh, there's probably a photo of me with Jimmy Neutron. Like that was my, that was the best. Like I love Jimmy Neutron. Was it like when uh, Sheen met Ultra Lord at Retroville? Um, kind of. Yeah, I was like, oh. I love him so much. And then Jimmy Neutron's like the uh, person side, like, "Hey, is this kid okay?" <laughs> yeah, Jimmy asked my mom, "Like, your son is sad now that he, or like he passed out." Um, yeah, but Mark, tell us what's up with you, where people can keep up with you. Um, I, I, I this gets me jazzed to at least watch Jimmy Neutron episodes and text you on the side about them. But uh, where can people keep up with you? You're hosting your own podcast sometimes. You're writing phenomenal content uh, that I love retweeting, especially when I've seen it. Like uh, the Doctor Strange one, I retweeted as soon as I saw it. Thank you. I am uh, an editor and writer at KingGamer.com. I also host her podcast. And can I just say, being a host is a lot harder than it seems. Especially, Especially because you're a on that, under the weather. <laughs> and that, and I'm like, I remember like, um, shout out to Kyle Shamlord. He was the host before uh, me. If any left, uh, a great writer, uh, follow him. I forgot his Twitter handle. <laughs> but I remember one time he like couldn't make it, and he's like, "Hey, can you uh, do you want to host the podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Is it the so Guardians I'm like, podcast? The first one that you hosted, the Guardians of the Galaxy one, the video game? No, that was the first podcast like you're the first podcast ever recorded and then the day after i recorded that so it was like a one-two punch but yeah. you were not you're number one it was like a best open world I, I don't know and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna be super chaotic because why not and i remember like uh the uh, other person in the podcast jessica Orr, love her the Resi Jesse on Twitter, follow her. She, I'm like, hey, Jess, it was after the podcast, like, recorded, and she was like, hey, how'd you think it went? And she was like, ah, 
think I, I don't like Jess. Just say it was good. Just say it was good. She's like, I don't think it was good. She yeah. didn't say that, but it was like, eventually, why, why am I going on this tangent? And she listened to that later and she was like, okay, not bad. Yeah, sometimes then, in the moment you feel like it's bad, but then you listen back and it's like better than you expected. And basically, it was, only thing was bad was like, like, man, we really went off the rails on that one. I, I really went off the fun. rails. But I, I'm like, that's podcast in general. Yeah. And she was like, oh, no, that's pretty on track. And then three weeks later, Kyle left and I'm the host. And I'm like, oh, damn, yeah. I got to be like, come on, guys, let's. Go in order. This might be a better, like, off-air conversation, but the listeners can hear. I feel like over the last, since the new year, I've really figured out what is best for me in preparation for podcasts. And then, like, it's just a matter of, like, how, like, the day. If the day is, like, like, I feel like I was a little, like, all over the place today, but I think we had fun. We, like, talked about it. I had it. a I lot of very- fun. I had a yeah. long day. I was tired, and this was, like jolts me right up to happiness yeah no and th- like i really enjoyed this podcast i think like it came out better than i feel like it did in my mind but uh like i felt prepared for this podcast which is like my number one goal going into a podcast these days is like how prepared do i feel beforehand like did i do all the preparation that i could beforehand and then it's just a matter of like going with the ride of the podcast itself so um i'm proud of this one. i really enjoy this and i always love talking to you you're like one of my favorite people to talk to we text frequently um because you're you're hilarious like sometimes you like have me rolling in the discord in the poster recaps discord uh because like you'll make a joke and i'm like i appreciate that joke it's like do i make jokes for the mass audience no do but you I make them for me for that one person or a couple people yes yeah and it's like hosting a podcast like i'm pretty sure this isn't a video podcast right yeah i don't care if it is trust me my presentation like i don't have to like given the intro looking at the camera the lighting make sure everything's good making sure other people are good and all that it's like i'm a guest it's like it feels like i'm on like podcast like vacation i feel like i'm at like someone's like airbnb exactly yeah I'm at um, the Brazilian Dragon Airbnb. Can I tell you something, Mark? You, what you just said, what you were saying, let me let me try to make it clear to the audience. You said that there can be 100 people in the room and 99 don't laugh at your joke, and one does, and that's me. The Lady Gaga yeah. meme. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but where can people keep up with you besides, like, King Gamer? Like, I know you're also on social media. Uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at LilMarco512. Yes, and uh, a fun follow if I do say so myself. And you can always see uh, him retweeting Brazilian Dragon content as well as writing, turning out his own content, which we'd love to see. Um, and uh, what's up? What's next for you? Do you have any other plugs, or is it just like keep checking out your writings and musings on Twitter? I uh, keep checking out uh, my musings on Twitter, all that. I think. Since being an editor, I'm not writing as much, but I'm more active with the site. Yeah. Of course, you know, editing other people's content, you know, at that higher position. But I'm probably going to do Miss Marvel episode reviews. Oh, love that. I'm excited for Miss Marvel. I haven't seen the trailer. I stopped watching Marvel trailers uh, before Spider-Man. And I think my enjoyment has been better. Um, But so I'm so excited about Miss Marvel. 
like going in no idea what's happening uh i'm i'm so excited you uh i don't know if you've read any of her comics but if you read her origin is phenomenal see i've read a couple of comics that she was in uh that like it was her and i want to say was it nova like sam some character named sam that's like another like younger avenger that like has issues with her uh i don't know if it's nova or not but uh the only comics that i've read like i read planet hulk um i read i read a chunk of world war hulk and then i got too confused about what i was supposed to read um that's fair uh and then i read the america chavez like individual series that she goes to college um and i've been reading the green lanterns and i read Gwenum that i saw at the library oh that's right uh if you and this is a great recommendation for anyone listening yeah your pop culture plug heck yeah i would recommend miss marvel no uh no normal this is her introduction story only like a few things like outside of like the like marvel universe like so she gets her powers through the like this heritage miss like it activates the inhuman genes yeah all that besides that like it's a very beginner comic like you could just go in blind and that made me love her it's gonna be a huge inspiration for miss marvel show so check that out and other pop culture stuff uh i've been loving we want to be famous oh thank you we we had to get back to it autumn had finals and then we had something come up like personal matter for one of the people that was going to be on the podcast um and then i was not feeling well last week so um it's just uh, scheduling snafus um but yeah that's been fun and you got to come on we want to be famous at some point um absolutely like again yeah, going back to your... season one but you got to come on for season two at least and going back to that uh best theme song bracket yeah that's just like immediately like joe it was like drinking an energy drink that actually wakes you up like yeah that theme song i'm like and i was gonna be like oh my god like felipe like should podcast about that and then all of a sudden like I like saw that tweet and I'm like, what? Yeah. And I remember seeing your tweet that uh, you still have a crush on Gwen. Big crush on Gwen. Any golf girls hit me up. Okay. Yeah. Slide into your DMs, especially those I in mean, the Albany area. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll probably not answer, but hey, the thought yeah. is appreciated. Yes. Oh, and uh, shout out to Autumn, your uh, co host. Great follow on Twitter. Love for basketball content. And happy birthday slash kick butt in finals. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, you've told me privately that you love Autumn so much. And like she And I'll uh, probably say that. Love you, Autumn. Yes. Um, in terms of the Brazilian Dragon content, let me just go through these plugs real quick. So Brazilian Dragon Media Empire continues to grow. So on Sundays we got Pretty Little Liar podcast with Jay and AJ. Two Can't Keep a Secret or The Dragon Babies Feed. On Tuesdays, we got uh, Gravity Bros with um, Alec and Lucas Hester uh, on the Gravity Bros podcast feed and The Dragon Babies Feed as well. Tuesdays is also the main episode for Brazilian Dragon content. So this is where you're going to hear the Jimmy Neutron podcast this week. And Wednesdays, we have What You Doing, a Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast with myself, Will, and Navi in both The Dragon Babies Feed and um, The What You Doing Feed. And... Uh, what you doing 
TBD, what happens this week? We had a recording session go, uh, like, it was like, it was, we tried to do a last minute recording session. It didn't work. So um, we're still planning out. We're trying to get one out this week, but maybe uh, one more week of hiatus because Will also has a wedding to go to this week. So um, that's that's the plans there. In terms of pop culture p- plugs, um, the We're Back song from Phineas and Ferb, The Second Dimension, or Candace Across the Universe, that's a great song. Um, and then also I recently watched Ted Lasso. So um, that is something. Uh, and I have feelings. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's what I've been watching lately. Uh, Very I, strong feelings. I need to go see Doctor Strange again when I am 100% feeling up to it. So uh, that's uh, I enjoyed the movie. We love America Chavez. Um, some quibbles, but there was a moment that had me yelping. So if you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to leave it spoiler free but hopefully you haven't been spoiled by social media. Uh, Mark, do we have a hashtag for this episode? Oh, sorry, you were going to say something. And just one last uh, pop culture plug. Um, if you have Apple TV+, Plus, speaking of Ted Lasso, highly recommend you watch Severance. That's my next show because like, my Apple trial is running out, so I'm like, cleaning out the shows that I want to watch on Apple. Um, and just like watching, like everyone's like raving about it, and I'm like, you know what? I'll watch it. And this is actually, uh, I got COVID Easter weekend. Yeah. So that because you wrote after, about it on King Gamer, I remember seeing that. That's uh, right. Oh yeah, you can check out my review. I need to watch that's, that because like that's only eight episodes, right? Or ten? Nine, but like the nine. first half, I don't want to say a little slow, but it's like definitely like almost an hour. Definitely builds up the mystery, great characters, and then that second half, just like okay. just like the roller coaster, just like that. Uh, in a uh, retro bill. Oh, I thought that was a mo- like. Oh, it's outside of my my apartment. The wind it's a very loud street sometimes. But just like a roller coaster, it's like a thrill ride. Okay, well I'm excited so to that. check it out. Yeah. Um, um. Hashtag for this episode: Do we want to go a, uh, uh, Ultra Lord halftime show? Ultra, love it. Okay. Hashtag Ultra Lord. Uh halftime show if you get to the end of this episode and then please if you haven't yet please leave us a rate and review on apple Podcasts and spotify five stars it helps people find the podcast um helps me grow my audience and if you're so inclined uh we do have a paypal if you want to help support the podcast financially because it is getting more expensive now that i'm trying to make it more professional and have a website and have uh uh i pay for hosting now um i got new equipment so if you are feeling so inclined there's a paypal link in this description uh but not necessary to enjoy the content uh mark thank you so much for joining me it's always a pleasure to talk to you my friend likewise felipe if i actually did win 5k not five uh five and a half you gave me a pretty great housewarming present when i moved so you got me the little baby yoda in a sweatshirt in a christmas sweatshirt lego that's right uh, you got me the star wars lego set uh, i remember you feel you're feeling down and i'm like this and you're like no 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 no. i'm like well this is your housewarming present enjoy yeah um but i appreciate that so always a pleasure and until next time bye everyone bye three three two two one one got a blast